0: Take three. <laughs> the best part of doing a podcast is bullshit. Lots of bullshit. I mean, the entire platform is us bullshitting about the bullshit we're fed by society. But sometimes, sometimes, there's wisdom in that bullshit. So, overall, it's worth it. Hell, I just said bullshit more times than a farm worker walking through a pasture. This is Red Leg Revolution, a show about community. I'm Candidate Dubs, and today we're talking about electoral politics in our first ever call-in episode. The last time I did a call-in guest for a podcast of mine was like 11 years ago, which was right about the same time I met today's guest. Speaking of, our guest today is an old comrade from the trenches, Galen. What's up, homie? Good to have you on. What's up, Chuck? Good to be here. First off, tell us a little about yourself. And again, we're pretending like this is our first take. (laughs) Okay, so take five. (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, god damn it dude this is why i hate working with leftists nobody takes (laughs) orders (laughs) so i am galen spiller um i am a fellow argumentative leftist um been friends with this argumentative leftist for about a little over a decade now it's crazy I've known Galen just as, I had my son, then I met Galen, and then I had my daughter. So I've known Galen longer than, like he knew me when I had one kid. Old one kid Chuck is what we called him. Right, right. Y'all thought I couldn't do two while I showed you. I had to eat a hat that day. Yep. It was it was funny. Luckily it was before, you know, cell phone <laughs> videos were good or else I'd have a TikTok that have a million subscribers, but Oh god. <laughs> well yeah, I anyway. would say we should probably talk about how we met, which is Probably Advocating for marijuana laws, if you can believe it. Yeah. Well whoa, 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 whoa. Clean cut me and clean cut you. I mean you have to see I us and in real life we are we are the model wasp you know white people we we represent well around around. okay fuck well, it i can't finish it man nah i got my pandemic name <laughs> right hey, hey i've got mine <laughs> like shit i got mine and i got the uh red dead sideburns with the little tiny beard you know classic I went full crazy during the lockdown. Dude, pandemic has been the best time for, like, experimenting with weird facial hair things. Like... Oh, yeah. If you want to do it, you should go for it. Like, now's the time. There are no Bro, rules. At, at one point right after the lockdown started, I saw my chin. I haven't seen my chin since I was 15 years old. But I was like, fuck it, let's do the full sideburn, mustache, you know, like the... The fucking dude in the Will Smith movie, uh, not Will Smith. Will Ferrell, the basketball movie, Semi Pro, the hippie dude in Semi Pro with the mustache and the sideburns. You know, I never yeah, saw that movie. Oh, it's, it's a good one. It's no Talladega nights, but it's, it's definitely, definitely up there. But anyway, we're not here to talk about Will Ferrell movies. Let's, let's talk a little bit more about, like you were saying, uh, how we first met and which was marijuana reform. And personally for me, I got into it because I had kids, since I already mentioned it, and uh, I wasn't gonna stop smoking weed. I wasn't gonna hide it. And so the only way I felt like I could do that and be a good parent was also to openly advocate for change. And once I got into it and started seeing how marijuana laws affected so many other aspects of our culture and our legal society and our political society, like. It really helped me understand down the line kind of like what intersectionality is and how all these things are tied together. And um I thought I always thought that was pretty cool. And and the fact that like, incidentally, when we used to do this back in the day, I was I was still a big proponent of voting. Um and I'm not so much anymore, you know. They said I was gonna get more conservative the older I got and it seems like the opposite happened, but (laughs) (laughs) Well, in a sense in another sense (laughs) no right i yeah i i remember getting into marijuana reform in college and being like why you know seeing both sides of it seeing seeing states that were really close to legalization the time that i was there um just would have been about 2007 and 2009 up in washington state and there the attitudes toward weed were pretty you know um bland like nobody really gave a crap they knew it was there yeah um it existed people's parents grew weed it wasn't really a big deal and then moving back to kansas in 2009 uh it was completely different the culture was uh, very prohibitive and um, carceral and uh, punitive, and just seeing that and seeing people be hassled and like just kind of walking around terrified because oh no I've got a joint in my pocket uh oh you know it just I, I I was walking down the street one day we were going walk to a burrito shop and my buddy like sees me pull out a joint and start lighting up and this is like on Ninth street <laughs> and there were cars you know it's a it's during the day yeah. or whatever and he was like what are you doing oh, yeah. And I, <laughs> I just looked at him, I was like oh oh uh, he's like Do you, you know where you are right i was like oh <laughs> shit yeah okay uh, all right i'll put it away but then it, you know, it Why? kind of dawned on me like this is stupid, and so I wanted to get involved with, you know, changing that. Uh, and it was only, it was through that that I started learning about how this was tied up in so many other things, like yeah, uh, racism uh, for one, a really the the really big one there. Two, <laughs> um. It's really profitable for some people if it's right. illegal, and uh, you know it gets votes to like come down hard and look like you're a man of power. Right. And so people just kind of milk that for I guess almost a hundred years now. It's oh, fucking bullshit. Mm-hmm. But I uh, I I think one of the things to remember here is that this wasn't done by a vote like this this was an administrative decision to schedule these substances but one of the ways that it's been changing is by people voting Mm -hmm. about it yeah very much so so yeah we're gonna talk about the pros and cons about voting and uh so speaking of how, how would you sum up your feelings about the electoral process known as voting in America? Uh, I have a very, uh, complicated love-hate relationship with voting, Chuck. Um, the concept of voting, yeah. I love, love the concept of voting. I think everybody should have their voice heard equally. I, I think that's pretty basic, you know, not much to argue against, uh, Unless you're a giant sack of shit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then there's the reality of the situation, which is that uh, electoral politics uh, outside of the local level is largely an engineered dog and pony show. Bread and circuses, whatever you want to use. But... (laughs) Yeah, are are, are, you, are you implying that it's basically pro wrestling for the mind? Oh, that's exactly what I'm implying, and I think that people oh, that's dope who watch pro wrestling probably would get the concept <laughs> right. pretty pretty easily. You know, you have your oh. heels, you have your baby faces. Mm-hmm. You know, yep, yep. Struggle, and we're all just jabronis. <laughs> yep, we are the jabronis. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, that is that is exactly what it is. I remember posting, like, I think it was eight years ago, something on Facebook that was along the lines of, it was right before Election Day, and I was like, all right, who's ready for the so-called intellectual Super Bowl? Because that's what it boils down to, you know. Doesn't matter who wins, the owners are still getting richer, and we're going to get screwed either way. So, the joys of voting. So, I'm... (laughs) I'm not a fan of voting. Uh, you know that. Um, but also, I'm a fan of voting. It's it's this weird dichotomy because it's a horrible, fucking, evil institution, and we'll go yeah. more in depth into that. But at the same time, it's it's a, it's what we have to do, among other things. So let's jump right into it. So uh, yeah, I don't like voting. Um, why is there margins? Hold on. I don't like voting. Let's just all meditate on that for a minute. Is there, a, is there a footnote on that? <laughs> uh, yeah, it should just be footnoted. <laughs> should just be footnoted. If if y'all don't know by now, after multiple episodes of my show where I'm like, fuck fuck voting uh but go do it so all right in a very specific way exactly you know (laughs) don't pull its hair unless it asks um so yeah so i'm not a big fan of voting uh my biggest reason is i don't think it works i think it gives people a false sense of accomplishment and of finality and people pretend like voting is all they need to do I also think our entire election structure is balls-to-the-wall insane from the ground up, and it's based on a documented historical precedence of bigotry, racism, and colonialism. So, you know, maybe just, like, the not-best foundation for a society uh, that we should continue to traditions on. I mean, that's just me. I I would like the foundations of my society to have, like, zero racism built into it, but I realize I'm probably in the minority nowadays. I mean, that's kind of the what we're shooting for I guess you know like can we just have that Oh, but yeah. we can't yeah. but we can fight for it Exactly. Maybe someday, you know. I mean, I don't think they realized what was going on in Russia that winter until it was started. And then they're like, oh, shit, this is a serious thing, man. Fuck them czars. (laughs) Hey, there's some people outside. They just, they said they just want to talk. Right. (laughs) We just want to talk about the best way to cook your meat. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, eat the rich. (laughs) So, But... Um. That being said, I do think, and I say this begrudgingly, note it, document it, begrudgingly, everyone should participate in voting. And uh, we're gonna dive into it. But first, we're gonna talk about why we dump on voting and why a lot of leftists don't vote at all. Because I honestly agree with them. I'm not gonna shame non-voters. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, because I agree with that stance of their stance quite a bit. If you participate in an election that consistently yields genocide, global climate havoc, and imperialism under the guise of freedom and democracy, I would understand why you would consider voting a tacit endorsement. Because I feel that way myself. Uh, I strongly feel that every time I go to the ballot box, uh, I'm endorsing tacitly bad politics, whether it's bombing brown kids abroad or ignoring a pandemic at home. Non-voters don't want to play in that rigged game and refuse to co-sign the things that america does and i don't blame them our country does horrendous things that i can't endorse hell our country was founded and its political system is built on a long history of things i can't endorse further our entire structure is inherently evil and voting could be an endorsement of those structures like we're just saying of racism sexism and imperialism all all the shitty stuff that's built in to this country baked in it's it's like it was it was seasoned it was steeped. It, it was raised in this shit, you know. There is no reforming, uh, but, but that, that, that that's a whole new country and I'm a, or a whole new episode, and I'm already on enough FBI lists right now. So <laughs> let's leave it at that. Um, so yeah, um, we also have to consider how screwed up our system is. I've talked about the dangers of a dual party. Uh, system before and look. If we're going to have one state party for the oligarchs, let's just do it and stop deluding ourselves about the two-party system. The two-party structure forces everyone involved to play by their rules or to be in- ineffective, and we will never get radical change from the Democrats or Republicans because they're both vested in keeping their power. So, any thoughts on that? You covered a lot of a lot of ground there. I think, I think for a lot of uh, a lot of leftists, myself included. I I think they're properly recognized that America, modern America, America for most, if not all, of its history, and before it was, uh, one, a colonial enterprise, and then, two, an imperial one. And I don't think we need to sugarcoat that. And our participation in it is... I guess the question here, like, does us voting and getting involved in electoral politics that determines leaders of the state, does that effectively mean that we are okay with the things that our country does? And I think that's a very personal question and I think It's up to everybody to ask that, probably more than once throughout their lives. Uh. (laughs) Yeah, at least every four years, if not more often. I mean, shit, if I have to go through the shitty fucking part every fucking four years about, like, all these people suck, I don't want any of these people, but I still go and do it anyway, a lot of times I'll write in bullshit because my vote doesn't matter we'll talk about that at at the national level but as we'll also talk about like local votes matter so that's the only reason i go but i'm not okay every time i go vote i damn near threw up walking out of the voting booth last time around because i think joe biden is as horrible as donald trump like that's just my view but that's who i voted for because he was gonna do better on the pandemic which kicking myself yeah yes i think that one. <laughs> you know the important thing here is that people own up to their mistakes um or you know we could just do some other things redacted <laughs> right <laughs> uh, i would say i'd beep it out later but uh i, I would probably forget so it's a good thing you saw redacted <laughs> You're probably on enough list too <laughs> um I think it I think that really brings in you know the the meat of the issue here. It's like who are these people? And they've been politicians for years. We know who they're indebted to, who they pay fealty to how they show their service to their lords is by passing legislature for corporations. I mean, it, that's just part of the game. And now it's been written into law with Citizens United. Yep. Oh, it's speech. That's that's all it is. It's not a bribe, man. It's speech. Like, I, I don't know where we get off trying to abridge the free speech of these human corporations who are people. It just sounds so fucking ridiculous when you say it, you know? Like, I don't know how these pundits can, like, say shit like that with a straight face. I guess because they believe it. But, like, yeah. God bless this country, the land of the free market, where every congressman's for sale. Unfortunately, there are no bargain basement ones. Uh, well, I don't know about that. There's a... God, there was a politician that changed a vote for like thirty thousand dollars It's like received a campaign contribution for 30 grand and he was like part of it's all like, I, mm, that's still hey i don't know like, if it's, worth, a, the it's numbers, worth doing a few fundraisers you can look at campaign donations <laughs> to our elected officials and some of them are absurdly low like from from corporations specifically yeah yeah so, oh, yeah, I had a script. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, so basically, you know, voting sucks. Um, and one example uh, of how they basically have this rigged game is like Bernie Sanders, like I, I'm a big fan, even though he had. Some, he did support some fucked up legislation, but nobody's perfect. But that's a whole nother paragraph but yeah he was an independent he actually advocated for working class policies and he attempted to get a lot of legislation passed in the Senate but because he didn't play by the party rules little of his legislation advanced and he was labeled a failure by liberal Democrats and conservative Republicans alike it also bears mentioning some horrible policy positions that Uncle Bernie took was due to being forced to work within that structure uh, it stings especially when the Democrats pretend, pretended that Bernie was ineffectual as a senator. As much of his proposed legislation should have been their platform. But again, it's a single-party state masquerading as a duopoly. <laughs> we don't have a two-party state, no matter how many times we say it. Just quit saying we're a two-party state, y'all. <laughs> you know? I, I think the veil yeah, is but... being lifted with every action it's just too blatant now (laughs) right i don't think there's really any getting past i think that people even have some a lot of people have the right analysis and then completely miss the point (laughs) right but they're at least getting uh you know they're coming around to it it seems like you know i think a lot especially as we're not seeing any type of real relief coming as we hit the You know, whatever wave of the pandemic we're on that everybody saw was coming, and they're basically like, just go die. Like, that's our solution. Go die. Yeah, I mean, you know, I don't think it was uh, Santa that said that capitalism uh, breeds its own demise. You know, if you don't... People don't have enough money to buy your shit, and if we're all dead because you made us go to work, don't get then, bought. You know, like they all talk about the economy and stuff, and I'm like, not only are there, you know, however many COVID dead not going back to work, those are also COVID dead who aren't paying rent and aren't paying utilities and aren't buying groceries and, like, well, plus the you know trillions that were sucked out of the economy in the past two years. But again, whole nother episode. <laughs> you know. We we don't know that throwing the one percent into an active volcano won't fix you the know, situation. This is, this, this is true. And we, you know, I just we could do it for science. I think there's room there for tests. Yeah, for tests. Well, it sounds like you're forming a hypothesis, and we wouldn't be good doing good science if we didn't test said hypothesis. You know, that's I mean, true we'd We'd have to come up with an effective small scale uh, experiment. So like maybe we find the shortest, rich person to throw in first. There, there we go. go. I don't know if that's yeah. science or a dad maybe. joke, but
1: square footage.
0: <laughs> hey, there we go, you know. we'll we'll do an inverse. You know, small scale will be the largest. You know, I, I don't know, but the math needs to be discussed off air. <laughs> I know I know we've got some homies who'd want to be involved in this. Drop right, <laughs> right. Yeah, we 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 would like to be involved. <laughs> this this sounds like something I I could go you know, you know sign on with. Unlike voting, um, but yeah. We see election manipulation by both parties, whether it's the two parties barring third parties at even entry into debates or gerrymandering by the Republicans, primary shenanigans by the Democrats, voting ID laws by the Republicans, or withdrawing support for progressive candidates by the Democrats. It's all banana republic shit. We don't have free and fair elections here. If we were some other country that had oil, the USA would have already used our election system as a pretense and invaded us. Well. That, and the use of chemical weapons on civilians. Or the death camps at the border. Or, you know what? Maybe maybe it's best we just move on there. Uh, It's an intellectual fallacy to pretend our elections are anywhere near democratic, free, and fair. But you know what is free, democratic, and fair, Galen? What's that, Chuck? Oh, that would be the sponsors to uh, our show because they're all organizations and businesses that are doing good work in the community, except for Anchor FM. i That's the only paid sponsor I have, but since it is a paid sponsor, I can just assume that it's capitalism, so its workplace in the office is undemocratic, unfree, and unfair. But, well, I mean, I'm getting... I think that's fair, bet. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I get like a half a penny an ad or something, so, you know, it's, it's adding up. Ha! Huh. It's it's a pun. It's a it's a dad joke. It's a ad joke. Uh, so, anyone you want to plug before we go to the the ads we have? You know I'm always gonna plug LCs when I have the chance. LCs Barbecue, Kansas City. Yes. Best burn ends you've ever eaten in your life Yes. i'll fight you i well you won't fight me because i i agree with you um but yes if oh that was that was directed to the listener i guess but i'll also fight you chuck but i love you too oh i'll fight you i mean but we'll just fight you love exactly you know that's 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 a a whole different story that sounds like something that should happen on commercials anyway Uh, so (laughs) anyway here's some ads we'll be right back deep in the swamps of florida Honey, is that a new plant? He dwells, waiting. Where did those seeds come from, honey? Silently. Oh my God, what is that thing? Sending seeds and stickers across the country. Ah! And spreading solidarity. Have you lost your mind, honey? We can't move to a sustainable commune in upstate New York. What's wrong with you lately? There's no stopping him. The mighty Skunk Ape is on Facebook, and he's on a mission. Anarchy! No! Coming to a post office box near you. The Skunk Ape Liberation Union. Hey, capitalism sucks, but Revolution Records, Kansas City's old-school record and bookstore, is part of my community. When I'm in Kansas City and need a book or a copy of a local band's album, I go to Revolution Records. Revolution has a great selection of posters, books, records, tapes, and zines. Plus, they repair music and sound gear. That's pretty dope. Most importantly, Revolution Records is part of the community beyond being a small business. The staff does a great job maintaining an inclusive, accepting, and respectful atmosphere. And they also are active in making Kansas City a better place. Community fundraisers, workshops, events, and meetings all have taken place at Revolution Records, and that's just the stuff I was involved in. So the next time you need a new record to spin or your speaker breaks, go check out Revolution Records, located 1830 Locust Street, Kansas City, Missouri, or at revolutionrecordskc.com. We are back, talking politics with my old homie Galen. Uh, Anything you want to add to what we've talked about so far before we jump back into the uh, script? Uh, um, You know, I could use this time to say a witty quip or anything, but um, I'm just going to say Joe Biden. I hate you. (laughs) Fuck him. What a dick. Fuck him. (laughs) We we don't do that we don't do that let's go Brandon shit here we're adults we say fuck Joe Biden, (laughs) in fact that is literally how the last words of the last episode uh, was fuck Joe Biden yeah (laughs) sweet callback then (laughs) right (laughs) didn't you know you're doing it Uh, you know somebody that uh, we don't say anything bad about because we shouldn't is uh, Dr King and I just want to quote some something from him because uh, it kind of ties into the political stuff that we're talking about. Um, so from Dr. Martin Luther King's uh, Letters from a Birmingham Jail, considering liberals, quote, First, I must confess that over the last few years, I have been gravely disappointed with the white moderate. I have al- almost reached the regrettable conclusion that the Negro's greatest stumbling block in the stride toward freedom is not the white citizen's council counselor not the Ku Klux Klanner but the white moderate who is more devoted to order than to justice who prefers a negative peace which is the absence of tension to a positive peace which is the presence of justice who constantly says I agree with you in the goals you seek but I can't abide with your methods of direct action who paternalistically feels he can set the timetable for another man's freedom who lives by the myth of time and who constantly advises the Negro to wait until a more convenient season end quote. Yeah, I, I I love bringing that one up a lot that's a fun quote. Dr. King's legacy. Oh yeah, and and the fact that his legacy's been so co-opted, uh, particularly by liberal Democrats. Yeah. Uh, so. And um, you know, perverted. Yes, perverted. That's I'm just it's really a shame. Yes, it is. And actually, I'm glad I didn't realize it when I was writing this. But yeah, I'm gonna have to do a, do an episode about Dr. King coming up for Dr. King Day, because be like yo <laughs> remember the guy who's all like yo riots the language of the unheard and then white liberals <laughs> like are like that. what um, no <laughs> you're taking that out of context <laughs> <That sound good. laughs> no, I like yes y- yeah you're right i i, I took We're that paragraph rioting at the ballot box only exactly you, you know direct your anger straight into the little slot mm-hmm. with your slip of paper and then go home and sit on the couch yes make sure tv do 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 not just go vote go vote vigorously (laughs) vigorously oh also also you know the best part is when when you're at home watching the results come in every like two and a half to five minutes they there there's some really cool stuff that they get to sell you right you you have an opportunity to buy and participate in the market. See, and if, if that's not our patriotic duty, I don't know what is, the economy Cause right Because right after I go voting, I'm, I'm reminded that the best way to show my patriotism is by buying a Kia Sedona. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Kia makes awesome products. And like, I, I should've waited to an ad plug, but I'm a big fan of my, my Kia Soul, wow. Got one hundred fifty thousand miles. We've been to like twelve states. I got a camper in the back, but uh, it's not commercial time yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, yes, that is that. That's that's how we all celebrate or should celebrate voting. <coughs> and and you brought up, you know, in between those two to five minute, uh, you know, breaks where they get to sell shit. You mentioned, and I can't remember if it was in the take we're gonna keep or or the take I I have uh, (laughs) or this one, but when we were discussing how it it alludes to you know sports, and like it, we even get right down to like the up to the minute vote counts and stuff about important policies, and it it reminds me exactly of like watching a KU basketball game. Oh, yeah, I love seeing those little clickers tick over. Right. Just like, is my team going to get X number 1,000 votes in the next five minutes, or is the other team going to get... I think blue team really, really doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. But I think red team is cocksure, and um, they have a a presence of mind, and uh, they, they know exactly what the fuck they're doing. But sometimes they don't and it's really hard to tell when they do and when they don't right well and i i do think there's an element of they they know when they're playing to their base and they know they don't know what they're doing but they also i'm sure basically i think they've they've got carl rove man like they got some of the most brilliant political masterminds oh, yeah. you know i those guys point a finger better than anybody i've ever seen it's just it's no wonder that they get paid thousands of dollars to like you know, craft lies to people about why we should invade x country but you know you, you know I would, like i don't think those people would have anything to do with the rest of voting or like you know say engineering campaigns or policy positions for perpetual candidates i i don't think that i don't think that's going on do you Do you think that's going on, Chuck? Oh, no, no, no. I don't think it's like, I don't think there's like uh, the whole Illuminati, like there's, ooh, there's this cabal, but I do think that there's, you know, it's clear evidence that there is the cadre of the plutocrats who are running this country. And I, I, I don't feel like I have the depth of knowledge of a conservative to try to postulate what kind of Convoluted bullshit a Republican leader might be doing to try to bolster votes one way or another. Like they some crazy motherfuckers, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, they uh, make some some nasty deals, right? Crazy, crazy like a fox, man. Like, and I just, but I it really gets me too because as much as I don't like Republicans, I've never have and never will vote Republican, but I also like. Christ, I loathe Democrats, and I almost, like, hate Democrats more on a, like, principled scale because I know the Republicans are the bad guys, you know, most, most oppressed, not most, a a large segment of oppressed people know that the Republicans are the ones directly trying to actively take their rights and such, uh, whereas the, oh, go ahead. I, I think that's, I think you bring up a great point there, is that, uh, it always hurts more to learn that your team is also the bad guy. (laughs) Are we the baddies? (laughs) And I think that so many people on either side of the political spectrum um, when it comes to American electoral politics, so a very small subsect of the actual political spectrum, uh, I I think most people in viewing this as just a giant, game a sporting event a spectacle is that they get emotionally invested in their team and they want to think that their team is doing something righteous uh something good something um beneficial and in reality um it's none of those things mostly right i mean if anything it's it's shadow boxing one another uh to keep us all distracted why they rob everything out of the house and sneak out the back door absolutely uh uh, christ it's a good time to be cynical (laughs) i mean alive alive (laughs) alive (laughs) uh yeah so um yeah back to dr king um now i i don't want to uh be mistaken, from what I understand in my reading, Dr. King was a fan of voting, okay, uh, but kind of in the same way that I am, you know, like, we have to do it, but don't rely on it, and I feel that the Democrats as a party are, are literally what Dr. King's writing about there, uh, and, like, because it is the... Let's just keep it at the status quo. And Joe Biden is a perfect example, you know. um, The only campaign promise he's kept is nothing will fundamentally change. Uh, Of course, not to give Trump any credit, but when the Democrats were vested in making the president look bad, they were passing all sorts of stimulus legislation, but now that their team's in power, haven't heard much of a peep, and it's all getting held up by two members of their own party is another reason the two party system is bullshit. I think a lot of it has to do with fear. Um just like the idea of the American middle class is, you know, a new idea in human society or the concept of the middle class um as as we know it, you know, whether you want to call that middle class or petite bourgeoisie or whatever um it's it's something where people were elevated not only socioeconomically but also like um mentally like how they viewed themselves like this modicum of freedom freedom and ability and what comes with that is the perpetual fear of losing that so if you gain this Uh, little slice of heaven for yourself, this American dream, then why would you do anything to threaten that? Like, uh, and not even for something potentially bad, but for anything, like any change, like even good things, you could be fed a boogeyman. Oh yeah, Uh, we're actually gonna talk a little about some working-class boogeymen uh although this is as this is going this may be a multi part episode um yeah, so that's yeah, it sucks, uh and also like when they do the whole tea party system, it really helps with the whole backing the concept of you know that's all you have to do, like right, like once you vote, you've participated in civic life, yes. you're done, and yeah, i, I I feel that's really to kind of um, an insidious way of keeping us from even delving into our collective power because so many people, liberals that I know, think that that's all they have to do is go vote and write a check, you know, when the emails come through in two years for the midterms and then go vote and they're like, you know, shaming my non voting friends for not voting. And I'm like, yeah, they didn't vote. Oh, yeah. But you know what? I saw them at the soup kitchen feeding the homeless last week. Like, what Instead were you of doing voting last weekend?
1: Or exactly.
0: Or going door to door and like bothering their neighbors and getting them right? to vote for this guy. Right? Like, like that's, that's just the idea that it's, <laughs> oh, I ain't got to do shit. Like, cool. But what if, just hear me out, what if you did do shit? You know, like you what voted, you and did other things well, yeah, that voted were and. in addition to voting. Oh wait, I mean, you can vote what, maybe twice a year, depending how your you know state, civic, local elections are, right? But but it probably yeah. blow their mind if I told them that like you could go do something in your community every day and make a bigger impact than that voting you know but that's wait what right mind-blowing like like. I, i can go out into my community and meet people's needs without the help of the state yeah yeah and guess what best part if the state doesn't know about it it's probably illegal that makes it cool Oh yeah, I forgot. Illegal things are cool, right? Well, I mean, anarchy. Yeah, no gods, <laughs> no masters. Uh, so yes, yes. So um, yeah, it's a planned effect, and we ignore it all. Uh, but now, I, I I love how I'm just kind of like jumping all over the script I have now because we're covering it in other forms. Uh, ready to talk about the electoral college? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so so why do we have an electoral college? Why? Yes, why. Um well, there's uh the reason that's in textbooks which is that states need to be weighted separately from pro- popular vote so that each state counts equally for the people that live there to accommodate the number of senators and legislators uh and then there's the real reason chuck do you want to tell us that (laughs) oh yeah well the real reason is because you know they they didn't want to count slaves because that would that would have given the uh north hold on i'm really high now dude we've been smoking or talking about weed you could go go, go in more detail but it's slaves that's as as so many things it's racism it's slavery it's a relic (laughs) from slavery (laughs) whoops (laughs) <laughs> uh, America, fuck yeah, yeah. No, in all seriousness though, it is a relic from slavery, and that's why we don't. Uh, that's why we don't go by the popular vote. And you know, I'm in Kansas. My vote mattered in this last election, amazingly, but the one yes. before that, twenty sixteen, yeah, that uh, my vote didn't matter. You know. But I live in Oregon, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, my vote didn't matter. Yes, regardless of a... who I voted for. Right. <laughs> well, and isn't Oregon generally a purple state? Yes. Um, but there is a lot of empty space in Oregon. Oh yeah. Yeah. Once you get past the mountains, going west. Yeah, it thins out a lot. Yeah, I'm looking forward to driving through that country. I made it all the way to almost Idaho on my last trip, and if I'd had more gas oh, money, yeah. I was going to drive all the way out there just show up. Dude, hit me I, up. I was planning on it. Like, I'll just show up and, you know, text you. Be like, bro, I'm somewhere in Portland. Where the fuck do I go? You know? <laughs> like, I've not had a shower in Man. six days. I've been sleeping in the if key. You yeah. make it all the way into Portland. You're doing great. Right. Uh, yeah. So the electoral college sucks. Um, my vote didn't matter in 2016. A lot of people well let's let's just say there's been twice in my lifetime that I've seen the popular vote winner lose the presidency and uh, that's that's that seems I don't know undemocratic that seems kind of like banana Republic shit maybe maybe I don't know am I being too sensitive, man I mean. I, I think even if you look further into it, you know, like, you see what policies came after those elections in our lifetime. Uh, they're, you know, not great. Not great stuff. I mean, you know, we got the Patriot Act passed since United, just to mention a couple. Yeah. Uh, if you've looked at the National Defense Authorization Act uh, bills since, like i've learned about them like i don't know i started i learned what a ndaa was when i was like in college <laughs> so it's been a while yeah and like the fact that like uh all of our legislators pass these things and you like look at them and you're just like wait what right like especially the ones during like iraq 2 electric boogaloo <laughs> um yeah the the torture shit in there that was authorized was mm, not uh light reading yeah right i could imagine that's and and again this is this is what politics gets us you know and you know we should we should vote but uh actually we we should probably uh probably should start talking about the <laughs> reasons people should vote because i could say it as many times as i want but if i don't dedicate some airtime to it then i'm really just talking out of my ass and offering anti-voting propaganda uh which is only yeah, that's fair. only half of what i'm trying to do here it's really weird because i'm trying to tell people not to vote and to vote at the same time so i think i i I would characterize it as vote, but don't you get your hopes up. There we go. And do other stuff. Uh, my my family's motto is hope for the best, expect the worst. So I think that's what I'm encouraging here. <laughs> so, yes. Fair. You should vote. Uh, I think, yeah, by all means, vote. But that's like, you know, one day out of the year, maybe two. Right. And like there are other days in a year. do <laughs> 364 of them right where you can engage with your community by doing other things more more uh, fun things some of the, that's the thing too yeah, is like some of the most fun things i've done have been like you know hanging out with grandmas like right making soup right i mean or like you know hang out and you go, go um help somebody clean their yard and they're like hey you want a beer like fuck yeah i want a beer like i'll just helping. and each it can also look like other things yeah. like just you know Yeah, like helping your neighbors. Yeah, I mean, and there's, Um, it's just. When's the last time you borrowed a lawnmower, like a file or something? Mm -hmm. You know, like I think that's really the the thing that needs to be happening more and more and more and more. And I think is happening more and more and more. Is like people are doing things outside of the prescribed state. Yeah, and I think that the complete. Not only, not only lack of response we're seeing now, but the ineptitude of the response we got over the past year or two, where, you know, like nobody was getting paid unemployment or stimulus checks or whatever. And I really saw the community basically be like, well. <laughs> we got to take care of our own. And unfortunately, we, it seems like what I've seen is we've realized that on a more smaller scale. Like, we can meet those immediate needs of, like, food and, um, you know, we'll keeping electricity on and stuff. But as, as a, su- a working-class society, we haven't quite elevated that to the next step of, like, how about instead of collecting a GoFundMe for somebody's back rent, we all just show up and, you know basically tell them we're going to call your office and spam your phone until you forgive this rent because they didn't have a job, you know, or whatever, you know. I'm a big fan of direct action and... Like we haven't quite took it to the next level, but I feel like we're getting there. And the worse things get, the quicker we're gonna get there, you know. I mean, America was stolen with a bunch of phony pieces of paper, so why not just do the same thing? <laughs> right. I I've been really tempted to open a credit card and like blank out the the fine print, right in my own, and then sign it and send it back. And if they give me a credit card, try to default on it and then take them to court and be like, hey, you owe me ten grand because. You know, you tried to take me to court after. (laughs) Uh, yeah. Uh. I would consult a lawyer before doing that, but it sounds like fun. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, god damn it. I don't want to spend the the next time I have my lawyer friends on to talk about fascism. I don't want to talk about fucking forgery and mail fraud. That's boring crimes. Nobody wants to do those crimes. It's so much fun, It is, but it's it's the lame ones. I mean, look, if you're going to commit a crime in the United States and it's under federal jurisdiction, they will find some way to put mail fraud on there. That's how they brought down oh, yeah. all the great mob bosses, yo. That's stuff sticks. Uh, Speak right. You don't fuck with the mail. Um, so, and po- the policies that are passed are, you know, never enough. But, and this is something I know you're, you're feeling me on. One of the reasons that we have to go vote uh, in all l- elections, you know, local and up, is because we have you know, people in the marginalized communities that it's our responsibility to use our privilege to, you know, to protect. And since, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like we have more access to voting generally in more affluent areas, you know, it's kind of fucked up for us to not use that privilege and, you know, look at people's policies and try to get people who will, you know, not send cops in with fire hoses to, you know, take down houseless encampments or you know, gas protesters, right. or you know, whatever you're talking. You're talking harm reduction. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And I mean, I'm very privileged. I, I don't, I don't really have anything to worry about outside of I'm poor. You know, so it's like I can't, you know, I can't not morally not vote, at least in my own head. No, I'd agree with that. I, I feel like there is some sort of uh, like an amount of responsibility. Um, if if you are in a place of privilege, I think, like just as it's your yeah. responsibility to help people with less than you, I think it's your responsibility to provide space and a voice for people who are unheard. Uh, help them. Help them stand up. And. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yep. uh Enough white knighting, but like, there are things that benefit everybody if the least yeah. of us are taken but care of. I mean, yeah, right, and I know that like that was one thing that really struck me to kind of bring it back to where we started for a minute, like when I was doing the marijuana activism, like I got into that for a purely selfish reason, you know, I, I just didn't want to stop smoking pot and needed to be able to justify it, but the deeper I got into it and the more research I did, particularly into the discrepancies and usage between races versus, you know, incarcerated arrest rates between races, I was like, whoa, whoa, like this is this is fucked. Now I have a duty to keep doing this and to do it in like a spirit more of like this is a fucked up thing I need to fix for everybody, not just for me, you know, kind of come to it from a more community oriented mindset or yeah and i think the the real quality there that you highlighted is one of curiosity like you were interested in this thing you had like reasons for doing it that were in your own interest but you were curious about it curious enough to keep digging curious enough to like ask questions about like how this tied into that or how this was related to incarceration why this was made illegal in the first place those kind of questions not like what reptile people yada 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 yeah right whatever <laughs> like real critical questions and the evidence is there like it's it's like unofficial government documentation like you can't really get any better than that right if, if you have like like the reality of the situation is we have a state that has authority like we live in a society so (laughs) we live in a society but like if we can't like agree that that like that kind of documentation that has been preserved yeah like because there's so many things that have been burned that we'll never see but like the stuff that exists is still quite damning yeah And I think you can do that with electoral politics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you can look at the history of elections and, like, dive into policy decisions that were made during certain administrations, why they were made, their larger context in the world that they existed within. And a lot of it just boils down to somebody wanted a favor that involved violence you know yep and it's just you don't have to be a phd student to like understand that in this country corporations for a long time have had an outsized voice oh yeah in how the country is run i mean the founding fathers we often like are propped up in our curricula and stuff about how they were like you know honest working men and it was like okay cool but like they were they were the, the the bourgeoisie man like they they some of them owned people you know they were all fucking lawyers and doctors they were all upper echelon middle class and like I don't know it seems like a society our society was built on that, and it's getting easier and easier to look around and be able to see that so obvious, you know? You don't have to be, you know, a really critical, uh, or look at it through, you know, a Marxist lens or whatever. You just look around and you're like, wow, you know, the same people have had money forever, you know? when When's it gonna trickle down? <laughs> I mean, like, it. it it's kind of crazy thinking about, like, what, you know, your common 18th century peasant american colonist whatever but just like think about just a bunch of rich jamokes running around on horseback yelling about the british like and then you go through this whole like american revolution and your life doesn't substantially change at all like let's be honest you know yeah and what does that mean? There was that. There was that one day where there was fighting in your front yard. But you know, besides that, a year later, you're still toiling away. You're just paying taxes. What is it? A uh, new boss, same as the old boss? Yeah. You know. Who? Well, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. There was. There was. You guys were fighting. It see, it reminds me of like that a bit monty python and the right. holy grail about dennis and being oppressed and everything like probably one of the most like the earliest sources of my radicalization oh yes most of <laughs> that scene. and uh, i just yeah. couldn't get it out of my head I oh yeah i didn't understand what it meant when i saw it when i was nine oh i i i just knew that help help i'm being repressed uh that would probably come in handy anytime things weren't going my way. Luckily, <laughs> I grew out of that, or else I would be a Republican now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but yeah, it 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 is what it is, you know. But um, there was something. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Talking about privilege and shit that uh, needs to be mentioned. Um, so. Democrats suck balls. We've established that. Republicans really suck balls. But there are the kind of intangible um, other benefits that we get. Like Joe Biden sucks balls. Uh, but at the same time, who's our Department of the Interior secretary? I could, not, I could not answer that. I'm probably mispronouncing her name, but I can answer it. Oh, it's Deb Holland. Deb Holland. Deb Holland. There we go. Yes, Holland. There we go. I God, I, I I listen to so little stuff. You know, I listen to a few podcasts, but I don't do a lot of videos. All my stuff's written, so I mispronounce shit left and right. Oh, but yes, Deb there. Holland. Yes, is uh, our Secretary of the Interior, and I think it's pretty cool that the uh, person who's in charge of dealing with the natives, the sovereign nations, and our you know our neighbors, is somebody who comes from that background, and that was something that wasn't going to happen under donald trump so right, right same thing with uh was what's his name uh joe walsh uh and the, the james labor guy. <laughs> <laughs> no the uh the fucking the labor secretary um uh, <laughs> fuck what's his name but he's a union guy uh but that was a good pick you know but then at the same time biden's got some monsanto guys you know on his advisory boards and shit so right you know the meat grinder exactly it it needs to keep turning Eh, you gotta you gotta keep making money to pay for the good the good stuff you do well you know they're trying to put a good face on the meat grinder for when it goes you know full fash right and uh you know we're just kind of preparing for that uh, thanks. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but something that I don't hate is Madam Secretary Deb Holland. Uh, so I'm gonna take a mad respect moment for Madam Secretary. Mad respect moment. Okay, moving mad on. Um, yes, mad respect. And if you don't know who Deb Holland is, go look it up. Uh, you, you should. Uh, so yeah, we have to obviously vote to help out our. Oppressed comrades and also uh fascism. Uh, we we need to stop the right the the hardcore fascists, you know. Um it real bad. Yeah. And while I strongly feel that Democrats are fascist too, it's you know, fascism light, it's fascism with less nationalism, you know, less less racism. Uh it's still there, but it's only ten calories. So like Personally, I, I'm big on the let's not vote guys like Donald Trump into office, you know. Um, yeah, I think that's, pretty, that's, that's a pretty easy call. I think the harder call is what happens when politicians promise you things that you actually want, and they run on that platform, and then they don't do those things, and instead do things that actively harm the citizenry. Wait, see, see now you're sounding awful Russian trolley now. You're, you're from Russia, Wait. right? Right, right. Because cause this is this is a direct attack on our president. You're sowing division uh, in the left, and uh, it's leftists like you that is why Donald Trump is gonna win in twenty twenty four. Oh no! Uh, yeah, no, right. I I'm from I'm from Smolensk, Indiana. Ah <laughs> uh, yes, 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 comrade. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Just remember, the passcode is vodka. (laughs) Moscow. (laughs) I'm from St. Petersburg. uh, Pittsburgh, I mean Pennsylvania. Uh, yeah. See, we, we have secret Russian anti-fo meetings. Uh, I, I I would tell you when they are, but they're secret. Uh, I should probably actually edit that bit out. Uh, I'm going to yeah. I'm going to get in trouble with the High Council. <laughs> um, but in all in all seriousness, that is how we can electorally prevent the spread of fascism. But again, it's important we vote against fascists. It's more important that we go punch fascists. Okay, direct action think, is always more valuable than voting is what I'm getting at. I uh, I think the real the real issue here is that you're you're asking people to gather as a community and you're asking them to work together. Don't cooperate? Come on, man, I'm a leftist. You know we don't cooperate. <laughs> uh, oh, I mean, not when there's so much delicious, delicious infighting oh, yeah. to be done. Yeah, we can have a little infighting as a treat. We, <laughs> in the in the in the small small times that we have put those divisions aside, we we can come together and decide on things together, um, with each of our voices being heard, and then take it upon ourselves to act on those wishes um this can be done for good or evil right um chuds come to my town periodically to make their voices heard in a uh most disrespectful way um and neighbors usually come together uh and tell them they're not wanted here um in no uncertain terms i should imagine yes they keep coming back so they're just not great at learning really getting getting them well apparently that's why they're fascist yeah, you know because it's it's easier when yeah. big daddy leader thinks for me you know <laughs> and that's why they come after the intellectuals first right, their their whole worldview is based on pseudoscience so like it's not really a stretch for the imagination to think that they're not great at learning (laughs) right uh so yeah and then um like we've kind of touched on briefly but let's talk a little bit more in depth is uh the importance of local elections yes um and just how that how that is something that directly affects your everyday life in a way that you see versus Abstract policies about tax breaks or, you know, weapons deals or whatever that. Isn't ever going to affect you directly. You know, when you go out and back when it used to snow in January in the Midwest. Uh, it used to get icy and whether or not your part of town got plowed. You know, depending on where you're at in Kansas City is totally, totally dependent on local politics and local taxes. The potholes everybody controls complains about you know that's local politics and spraying the house i think gassing the protesters local politics protesting is absolutely local politics um you know i think that's a really good point like something you could see immediately in your day-to-day life infrastructure right like one of the things that democrats are running on right now is a massive infrastructure overhaul of uh, the Build Back Better the Act, The Build Back right? Brandon Act. <laughs> um, we're going to remake America the Greatest from the time that it was built, more American-y. And that's going to go on a hat <laughs> and a t-shirt. And those are both yours for the low price of eighty five ninety nine each. Yeah, you don't get health but we'll cut $10 off the uh, shirt deal if you get the hat. Freedom for some, tiny American flags for everyone else. <laughs> and always twirling, twirling, twirling toward freedom. <laughs> uh, fucking obscure Simpsons references. That's why I love you, man. Deep cuts. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think, especially like, yeah. I think Kansas City, both Kansas City, Kansas and Kansas City, Missouri are great examples of what can happen good and bad in local politics. You know, uh, we have like these crazy tax incentives that keep getting voted on that just make luxury high rise condos with nobody in them. Right. We have basically what amounts to like a tourist attraction at the Epcot Center for a transit system. and. It's like a train with two stops, and it goes like what forty blocks? What oh, kind of shit is that? Yeah, they 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 just expanded it, and that was one of the big things that I complained about yeah, this has been going for how many years? Shit, right? But at the same time, I don't know if you were here when they did it, and I actually wrote it in the script uh, to mention. Uh, but Mayor Lucas did make all the buses free. Well, wow, that's beautiful. so that that exactly. is exactly so like, now. I will say, though, that the massive investment in a streetcar for tourists that goes down like a 10 or 20 block radius is, was, was a ridiculous waste of taxpayer money, whereas you could have made a, you know, even that same rail system type thing to, I don't know, the west side of Kansas City or to the Midtown Corridor, you know, where people were actually living. But I am I am happy that Mayor Lucas like at least kind of alleviated my some of my arguments about that by making the buses. Now, if they would run on an actual schedule, that would be nice. Exactly. But uh, yeah. That might be too much to ask. Uh, well, hold on. That that sounds awful close to trains running on time, and I know we don't want to go down that route. Where no. It it usually ends up with somebody hung upside down, and I don't want it to be me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I, do like punctuality in my public transit. (laughs) don't get me wrong. But I'm not advocating for the other things that that implies. How about five seconds late? They're not on time. You can give five seconds for your comrades, right? I mean, I've waited over half an hour for a bus. Like... Five so things. you take five seconds so okay so you don't care if the trains run on time just closely run on time i think it's a relative term honestly like what what is your on time is it within two minutes i think that's a reasonable shade. okay you know I, what i think that's no, reasonable you, you know what? that definition I can work with that okay no fascism with exactly
1: we'll adopt it on
0: time with a two-minute margin of error right (laughs) we can all get behind that you know because we're not monsters right we're we're not trying to invade Ethiopia I digress so yeah Um, but yeah local politics we're talking about that yeah (laughs) so um and then I'm trying to think I had some other examples on here oh yeah like the DMV. Like, you know, the DMV sucks because of politics, right? Do go on. Okay, so I've been going to, like, you know, my shit got stolen and I had to go get new things. So I go to the DMV in Topeka, right? Because, Uh-oh. you know, why wouldn't I? Because the one in Lawrence sucks. The one in Topeka <laughs> you... is actually better. Seriously? Are you talking about the one by the... series. ...by I-70? Uh, no, you gotta... No, no, well... Compared in Lawrence, yeah, the one on I-70 sucks balls. Oh, man, that one slapped like, like 10 years ago when I was there. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it did, man. That, right after I moved to uh, KC, we used to come from KC to that one. but Smart. Okay, so I'm going to get into this. Um, they defunded, obviously, the Department of Motor Vehicles uh, back under Brownback and reshifted it all, and then it played right into the... Um, uh, voter ID law thing, like they cut a whole bunch of uh, services in Wyandotte That was one of the reasons we started coming down here. Oh yep, and, uh, Yep, because if you can't get if you need an ID to vote, you you know you're in a historically black an neighborhood. ID. Exactly. So um, and and the funding to that obviously is appropriated and approved by Congress. You know, state Congress or national. You know, if you're Extrapolating the example so. It even the Dmv sucking and taking a whole day of your time is a direct result of how people vote. And same thing with unemployment. You know, I, I got kicked off of Kansas unemployment when I should have been on it. and I still haven't collected my full amount from Missouri. And that's because both the states unemployment departments have been severely underfunded for, you know, fifteen years in an effort to destroy the program. So. on purpose yep and so. this was largely started by ronald reagan yes which That's is why we... ronald fucking reagan you giant which... piece of shit okay so so that reminds me um that, that that kind of stresses me out so let's take a minute close our eyes and let's just Im- imagine ronald reagan burning in hell like we we can do this we deserve mm. it. it's so warm it is and, uh, smells like Nancy, jelly peas. Nancy, what, what, what is he, what is he gonna do with that pitchfork, Nancy? Why is he telling me to bend over, Nancy? What's he gonna? Okay, all right, little Reagan in hell as a treat. That's that's always our good guys. You make me feel so warm and fuzzy inside. Fuck Ronald Reagan. Um, so let's see. Uh, yeah, we talked a bit about that. Oh yeah. So and uh, the state level politics also matter basically like you you lived in Kansas when everyone was laughing about us because we were the state that didn't believe in evolution yeah we did Uh, that yeah the lawmakers were like we're not teaching evolution in schools yeah 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 Kansas has been like on a hundred year down downward slide and it's really depressing because if you'll remember it did produce the world's most li- widely circulated socialist newsletter mm-hmm. and also we had a uh, history of farmer uprisings against bankers and... love a good peasant uprising uh, oh, fuck, yeah! really I'll gets me that going. energy back I need to find a good one happening in like 2023 and try to do a commemorative, we'll, we'll call it a reenactment, you know? Um, and then they won't know that we're not actually acting until we've already over- stormed Harpers Ferry. Uh, I've probably said too much as it is. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, we're cosplay. Brown. You, it's cosplay. <laughs> it's exactly. What, He's you a... think I wear cowboy clothes all the time? <laughs> god damn it facebook turned me stabbed me in the back (laughs) Uh, sucked oh but on the subject of state level uh politics a big shout out to my state rep uh, boog because boog's awesome and he's been a lawrence representative since i was a kid and uh he actually goes to the kansas legislature and fights with the obstinate, willfully ignorant Republicans and trying to keep us safe and all manner of fascist overreach. So just a big, big shout-out to Dennis Boog Heiberger. And if you live in Lawrence, go vote for my homie in the next election. Oh, look, I brought it back. <laughs> Christ, did I just endorse somebody? Oh, man, I love Boog. Like oh bu- But Boog boo I'm endorsing as an individual. I want to make that clear. Like, he's he's got good politics but this this guy okay so when i was going through my divorce right uh, i didn't have a lawyer uh, and my mom hit him up because he was a lawyer and he was uh, gonna take my case and work with me on payments and shit uh, until he wasn't uh, uh, certified to work the bar in missouri and it was filed in missouri so i ended up going a different route but the sheer fact that he was like look man i I don't care that he ain't got no money. He's, you know, he's a homie's friend that needs, or you know, kid of a homie that needs help. Like, that's, that's what I'm saying. We need that from our politicians. You know, that's what it used to be, like in, in state level. You know, shit got fucked up. You just go over to your homies or to your politician's house and be like, hey, Dave, they're, you know, these assholes are, you know, taking my water or something. And then Dave would go to the state house and be like, look, Bob told me they were taking his water. Are you using it for the farm? You know, whatever. And yeah, we're talking about basic representative democracy. Yeah. Like, which is... You appoint somebody to speak for your district or whatever to go voice your concerns as a community and cast a vote. And at, at its most basic, that's what a representative should do. It's all fucked up now, but... <laughs> Like, at should, its most basic, should being I the key word, that. I agree with people. Like, we don't have enough time in our day to like travel somewhere and fucking like mm-hmm. cast a vote, each of us, and then you know, do all that. And like, back when this was all invented, who wants to go to Topeka, by you know, horse and buggy, and you know, like, rode in a carriage or something. Like, now we have cars, but and planes, but like, you can't expect everybody in America to just like go somewhere and talk for a while in one place and then have all of our grievances resolved like that's inane so like people thought it was a good idea to like make one person shoulder that burden and go present their community's will and then cast the vote and then go the fuck home and keep tending to your field like you at its most basic a politician is and should be a servant of the people a voice for the people and in our current political state that is not how this is working and that is something that needs to change and i don't think it can be done from inside the system That exists currently. Exactly and that's that's the kind of issue that we run into not only with this particular episode but I you know grapple with you know in a more theoretical sense all the time is the whole how do we how do we justify the two because don't get me wrong there are some things about the democratic process that I think are are good ideas and you know we should probably adopt in a ideal utopia society but the whole model we have is is you know flawed. I liked one app on my old iPhone, but that doesn't mean I was going to keep the iPhone, even though that app was an iPhone exclusive. No, I found a different phone. I found an Android phone. I found a better version of that app in a different you know way. And you know sometimes it's like not worth trying to save the save the foundation because the foundation yeah is I to think begin the, with, you know? the sunk cost fallacy definitely comes into play here and yeah. the, the fact that a lot of people just don't really have time these days to think about what things they would a- approve of in place of what we have now like you know people are just working all the time really and the time they aren't working they're either sleeping or taking care of their own shit and i think you know it's largely on purpose that's for a reason and the reason is if you're too busy working and worrying about losing the small sliver of safety you have then you won't spend time thinking about how things could be better or what those things would look like right or responding to the things that you otherwise would have probably just kind of gone about your business. I mean, I'm sure that, you know, in the summer of 2020, it wasn't just, there was a sudden surge and in people interested in restore, or in uh, racial justice, you know, that was part of it, but it was also, people didn't have to worry about the, you know, I'm gonna miss work and shit, cause nobody was working. And it was like, look, You know, this is a fucked up thing that happened and what do I have to lose? Come to think of it. You know, I'm already teetering on the brink of anything. It was it was magical in its own way and it's fucked up it had to happen the way it did, but I do think it kind of started the process of waking up a sleeping giant. Yeah. Yeah, and I think more and more people are starting to realize that even if they do have jobs, like those things they're still in the same position. You know, they they don't have enough money to Live to thrive, like they have enough money to survive, maybe like pay the bills or like take out some loans or whatever, like buy a used car, maybe, but like uh, not they buy a certified certified used car that's how you know you're moving on up to middle class You right. get one of them toyota certified <laughs> yeah. or a certified kia nice. 50,000 mile powertrain warranty yo kia come on y'all better give me a free a free uh i'll even take a 2015 all right look my car is 2013 yeah, get, y'all want to kick me a certified kia it? yeah that's what i'm saying I mean, you show know I, shit on it. like a yeah Hey, and did you know that uh, at least two of their plants in Korea are unionized? See, that's pretty tight. Yeah, so I used to get shit from Ikea when I was a union carpenter. People would be like, oh, you know, you didn't buy American. I'm like, well, first off, I'm poor. Second, I bought this before I became a union carpenter. And third, fuck you and your nationalism because workers in fucking Korea deserve fucking protection too, you fucking racist jackass. Uh I don't miss doing that shit. (laughs) (coughs) Feel that, man, motherfuckers. All right, so after this being our first and only take, uh, it it got real late because this was one take and we just started late. Um, We're going to go ahead and call it here and. probably hopefully next week we will have galen back and we will talk some more about voting and why you should do it even though it sucks so uh galen hell yeah exactly embrace Embrace the suck suck. i do have any shout outs messages plugs uh anybody you want to say what's up to feel free it's it's your it's your time baby man i just want to shout out to everybody that's uh doing their thing right now like if you are helping someone out no matter how small you're doing great i I can get behind that statement i endorse that statement so yeah uh if you want to follow us on social media we are at red leg revolution pretty much everywhere except twitter which is red leg pod speaking of uh galen did you hear uh about jorts yes i sure did the cats. Jorts follows me. Hell yeah. That's a good follow. Jorts has fucking f- like 45 follows and f- follows me. And did you know Jorts turned out to be a working class hero, oh, all pro-union oh yeah. and shit? Been following it. Oh, yeah. Yes, sweet. OK, so so yeah, big, sh- big shout out to my homies, Jorts and Jane. You guys are dope. Keep uh, repping the working class and everything. Keep dad- uh, so yeah, like, <laughs> yes. <laughs> cats are comrades. So yeah, uh, follow us, like us, subscribe us. You guys know the drill for, you know, wherever you get your podcasts, help, help me pump those rookie numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. We gotta, we gotta get those way up and help me make my, my f- advertising fortune a half a penny at a time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, capitalism rewards those who take initiative, right? Cause I'm totally seeing that happen. Now I just need a small loan of a million dollars or so. and. No, we'll be off to the races. Once I staple these straps to my boots, we're going to be in business. (laughs) Right? Wait, you guys have boots? (laughs) Uh, God bless America, but fuck Joe Biden. (laughs) All right. Okay, and we're out. But uh, yeah, fuck Joe Biden. Later.